Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Happy Tuesday. It's the players' day off. That didn't stop Devondre Campbell from tweeting things out this morning. I had a video up earlier today kind of addressing the tweet. I'm sure people will have questions and comments about it. don't think we really need to expand on it too much uh, until we hear from Matt LaFleur tomorrow. But uh, the thing I did want to talk about today was Jaden Reed. And what a hell of a rookie year he is having. Um, sitting at 54 receptions after the game against the Buccaneers, he is one reception away from tying Sterling Sharp's franchise record for most receptions in a rookie season. And now, Sterling started every game his rookie year, 16 full games. And uh, Jaden at the moment sits at 14 games, having started 11 of them. I mean... I don't even think you can dismiss, like, the era stuff and the fact that, you know, yes, they pass a whole hell of a lot more now. He's probably being given a few more opportunities because of the fact that there's not a whole hell of a lot in front of him, depth chart-wise, you know. The way he has produced this season is pretty damn incredible. We've seen replay after replay of that incredible catch that he had in the end zone uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past Sunday. But, man, week in and week out, and what he's been doing over the course of these last two or three games, he's been doing, I mean, fighting through injury almost every single time. Been on the injury report, come out of these games at the end, something new bothering him, seems to answer the bell each and every week. Now, we'll see. I know he got he got uh, nicked up there at the end of the Tampa game. Uh, we won't get our first injury report till tomorrow. Uh, we'll see how he's faring there, and if he's out there for practice, hopefully he will be. But... I just wanted to highlight the fact that this kid is on the precipice of making history. I mean, just absolutely outstanding, especially for a guy that I think a lot of people, if they're being honest, were probably pretty pretty surprised that the Packers drafted him in the first place. Um, you know, a little bit outside of their traditional thresholds as far as especially height. Um, but he's uh, he's smashed all that. Like, he has shown that playmaking ability that you saw in college, and he's – clearly shown that he is not just a slot guy. I know that's something we heard a lot this summer, and we talked about it here on Packers Daily, how he had the ability, you saw the ability in college to play all over the place, right? And that is something they started from day one. They didn't just limit him to the slot, although, you know, he's played a lot there, no doubt about it. But the fact that they can utilize him all over the formation in a lot of different ways only adds to his value. Absolutely love to see what he's doing this rookie year. Big shout out to Jaden Reed. Really hope he gets to break the record next week in Carolina. Hello to everybody in the comments section. So good to see everybody. Dag starting us off. What's up, man? Got a fun fact for you, Nags. Did you know that A-Rod is a good recruiter? Someone who should give him other players' numbers rather than his friends. Oh, man. Why got to go after Rodgers? I know. He had the comments today on McAfee. Uh, I did retweet them to kind of poke fun at it, at the idea that he keeps talking about what a great recruiter he is, and yeah, look at all those guys he brought to New York and what outstanding seasons they're having there. But yeah, I, I got nothing but love. Nothing but love for number 12. John, what's up? I'm at the point where I would rather see 75-yard touchdown passes multiple times a game in press coverage than methodical 5 to 10 yards down the field. I hear you. The defense is nothing but frustrating at this point. There's zero doubt about that. And I understand what you're saying, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about yesterday. I just want to allow – I want to see the guys be allowed to compete. Like, why is that so hard? 
I understand the trepidation and the, you know, inexperience they have at places and, you know, kind of rolling nature of the safety position and how they're trying to guard against some of that. I get that. It's never going to be just, okay, we're going to blitz a lot. We're going to play man, blah, blah, blah. I get it. That's not the solution unless you want to get fired. Bob Sloak went down that road many years ago. But, man, just let your guys compete, especially if you're going to be married to this too-high shell. That's the other thing. It's like the whole point of that too-high shell is to limit explosive plays and vertical stuff. And, yeah, you can still play press man underneath and still rally and tackle and still have your safeties come up and limit the possible you know, yards after the catch, yards after contact. It's just this philosophy of passiveness that drives me insane. Hello to everybody in uh, Instagram. Saying hi to you, uh, Julia Jorgensen. We got George up in here. Uh, Whitman saying, I wanted Jalen Hyatt in the second and was bummed with the read pick. I am happy to admit I was wrong. See, that's growth. That's good. That's positive developments over here. Love to see it. Uh, what else we got here, folks? <laughs> Jeezy baby, thanks, man. Hello to my favorite weird 50-year-old Packer fan. Thanks, Jeezy baby. Happy to be here. And anybody who caught Carry the G radio earlier this afternoon will know I am playing hurt today. I'm, I am a little bit under the weather. It's why I've basically spent the entire day at home trying to uh, stave off this cold that's uh, creeping in. And I'm trying desperately not to let it get a foothold before the holiday. But um, so thank you for your patience as I, I deal with it. Joe, what's up, man? Six of the last eight games, the Packers' leading receiver has been a rookie. Wicks to Reed to Kraft Musgrave. The kids are all right. That's the exciting part, right? The idea that you're going to watch this group grow together and they've started on the right foot. There is zero doubt about that. Very, very excited for 2024. Made a Clay 52, what's up, man? Happy Tuesday, Aaron. What's your opinion on Mike Wall, and why isn't he a Packers coach? They need those fundamentals and that attitude. Thanks. I mean, you'd have to ask Mike that. I don't know how interested he is in coaching in the NFL level, especially. I mean, that is a monster commitment. I don't know much about Mike's life and where he's living or anything like that. And I, I think he's got kids, and I suspect he's, you know, put down roots somewhere that isn't Green Bay and, if you're going to be a coach for the Packers, you've got to uproot that and go live in Green Bay. And that's not for everybody, man. And it is a monster commitment, you know, and not every guy is down for that. Now, again, I'm just saying this because that was, that's the reality of it. Maybe Mike does want to do that. That's entirely possible. I haven't heard yes or no. But um, I, he's – I mean, if you guys aren't checking out his stuff on YouTube and his chats with Andy every week, you're missing out. Mike does a great service for Packers fans with all the content he produces. It's really nice to have his viewpoint uh, on a lot of what's going on with the green and gold. Uh, Mimsy, what's up? Joe Barry should take two weeks off, then quit. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. We found Brett's uh, burner account. Very good. Speaking of Brett, King Favre, what's up? It is said that this type of defense... It is said this is the type of defense Matt LaFleur wants to run. If so, when Joe Barry's defense is working slash good... What is it supposed to look like? Uh, like the Rams when Brandon Staley was the coordinator there and when Joe Barry was the linebackers coach. That's what it's supposed to look like. I mean, it's an offshoot, hybrid kind of morphing of Vic Fangio's system, really. 
but that's what it's supposed to look like. Smalls, what's up? It feels so good to believe in a kid from day one and have him have a season like Love has had. Every game lately has just made crazy plays from him. No doubt about it. I mean, I saw, I think it was Monty put out on Twitter earlier, like everyone who was there from day one, all the day one believers get to have a great offseason with the numbers this kid has put up and kind of the first foot out the gate, his first blush as a full-time starter, very, very promising. Now, that doesn't mean he's arrived. doesn't mean like, oh, he's you know reached the heights he's going to reach because I think there's a whole hell of a lot more in front of him. But, man, incredibly encouraging or first year as a starter, no question about it. Marshall Duke, what's going on, man? Assuming we move on from Barry – and if he is fired, what do you think about hiring Sala as D.C.? I liked his style when he was with the 49ers as defensive coordinator. I love this idea. I've said on multiple occasions, I would love it. I don't think he's getting fired. Uh, I think he's got at least one more year with the Jets. I mean, we'll see. There's always some surprises on Black Monday, right? It's all Barry's fault. He's a broke sack piece of mm. deuce. Hey, man, it's Christmas time. Barry's a fine person, just not a very good defensive coordinator. That's all that is. Um, After BJ Fest, after Showtime's success in Green Bay, I don't think we take a running back in the first few days ever again. I don't know about all that, man. He was having success when they took A.J. Dillon on day two. You know? In round two. So I think it really depends on the player and how much they fall in love with him and what they think his ceiling is, more so than, oh, we've been really successful with this day three pick, so we're only going to do day three picks from now on. Now, you want to talk running back value and where guys should or certain you know positions should be selected and things like that, I am of the opinion, and I've been for a long time, that yes, you should wait till day three on running backs. But you know, the Packers clearly don't quite operate that way, and – they love a guy. They're going to take him. They've made that uh, they've made that abundantly clear. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, Captain Ty Jones. Is Jones gone next year, or what does his contract look like? They'll have to do something about his contract if they want him to stay around. He's under contract next year, but the cap hit is significant. I can't remember exactly what the hit is off the top of my head, but I know they're going to have to address it in some way. Of that, there is zero doubt. Uh, Mimsy again, what's up, man? Is the lack of ROI on draft picks on Goot or Barry? It's always a bit of both. It's always so hard to say with any kind of definity. I mean, I'm sure each of them would have their own opinions on the subject. But, you know, I mean, I know I've seen – I'm glad you brought that up because I saw somewhere yesterday – I can't remember where it was, but someone had said – might have been in a chat or maybe it was on Twitter – like, Gutekunst needs to have a bigger say because he's handing them players who are clearly, like, good man players and Barry's playing a bunch of zone. And, you know, I think that way more of a simplification than you could ever really kind of – discern anything out of because look the book on valentine one of the reasons when i asked around about why he lasted to the seventh round when you saw in camp some pretty damn good sticky coverage and you saw his ability in man and his desire to press and be physical well those were all things that you know you could see on his college tape i thought you could really see some of his aggressiveness the see ball get ball stuff but the book on him was that oh he hadn't played a lot of man you know and yeah, their upside was there. The ability to do so was there, but he hadn't. They had played in his college system a lot of eyes on the quarterback, you know, a lot of zone concepts. So you know, when you take a guy like that, yeah, you can see the traits and the ability, but that's not necessarily like I'm taking a man corner. That's a guy who's got the ability to play man, who's played a ton of zone. You know, so it's it's never as simple or as cut and dry as I've handed you this and you must do X with it. You know, these guys, look, I mean, go through the pantheon of, especially, talk day three picks or undrafted guys. I mean, some guys just land in the right situation and you know, unlock something and they take off. Other guys have all the talent in the world, they're drafted high, and it never clicks. The art, the drafting is such a kind of, I don't want to say crapshoot, because I think there is obviously a lot of information around drafting. There's a lot of uh, work that goes into it. But ultimately, it is you know, a bit of a throw at a dartboard. And some people are better at throwing those darts than others. Joe, what's up, man? Who's they in Campbell's tweet? Coaches? Media? Uh, That's a very good question. We don't know. We won't know until probably, hopefully, tomorrow. I got to suspect Matt will obviously be asked about it. Maybe when locker room's open, Campbell will make himself available, though he hasn't most of the year. Um, But look, I I know – a lot of people are trying to figure out, you know, talking about playing through injury, et cetera. Man, I think, and this is just guesswork on my part, I, I, I got to think after coming off the performance he had against the Buccaneers and then they sat down on Monday, watched the tape, I got to think something was said. Either, you know, we need better from you or maybe even he got benched and he's frustrated, as is his right. But 
you know, people reading so much into it. I mean, I saw so many theories about it, how it was a they're trying to draw a clear line between Matt LaFleur keeping Joe Barry to Devondre's tweet, which I don't think one has much to do with the other, but um yeah, I I would wait and see what, you know, A Matt says about it and B if Devondre clarifies anything. Uh Jeff Ness, what's up? We've seen some inconsistency in Love's accuracy. I've heard a lot about problems with his footwork. What say you? Yeah, I talked a little bit about this, I think, on Monday or maybe last Friday. But I think, yes, there's zero doubt. You can look at the footwork and say, okay, he needs to clean some of that up, right? But I also know Aaron Rodgers made a living not setting his feet, as did Brett, and completed a ton of balls and scored a ton of points, threw a bunch of touchdown passes. And I'm not saying that, oh, Jordan, just do that. You know, the joke was always when Aaron was sitting behind Brett, they would constantly talk about, like, okay, pay attention to the meetings, pay attention to the work habits, but don't look at anything Brett does once the ball is snapped. You know, because he wasn't, you know, the most technically perfect quarterback, and he just made a lot of throws with his feet off the ground, things like that. But I do think, yeah, you got to drill it. you got to get better at it. you got to get more consistent with it. To me, though, it's just about finding a way of getting comfortable you know, making those throws that you saw, like, to read uh, that out on fourth down that he misses badly, right? Some of the stuff you saw early against the Giants on Monday night last week. Those are throws that you know he can make. He knows he can make. He's just got to get it into his body of however he wants to be able to do that on a consistent basis and drill the hell out of it and make it second nature. Now, one of the easiest ways to do that is by getting your footwork right. And you've heard Aaron Rodgers talk about it so many times. You throw from the ground up. You know, the power comes from having your footwork correct and then having your legs right and then working, powering through your legs. Everyone thinks it's the arm. There's the great um, quote from Mike Holmgren um, when Ron Wolf was trading for Brett Favre and Ron was kind of bewildered because the first thing Holmgren asked about were how were his feet. And, you know, Ron's like, well, he's got this rocket arm and he's this basically tough quarterback and blah, blah, blah. And Mike's first, he didn't want to know about any of that. He wanted to know about his feet. You throw from the ground up. So the best way to do that is to just keep drilling it. But find a way that works for you. You Got to get it in your body. And the best way to do that, the 100% best way to do that is to keep playing. That's what you heard Brian talk about all offseason. It's time for Jordan to play. Jordan's got to play. Well, now we've got what? You know, we're through week 15 now. He's obviously played 15 games as a starter, and or 14 games or whatever it is, and he's getting used to that. But he's got to do more of it. He's got to drill it. It's got to be a point of emphasis all through training camp next year and probably the off-season workouts and things like that just to continue to get it into his body. But I don't, you know, I'm not worried about it in any way, shape, or form. I think we've already seen improvement throughout the season, but it is something he's got to work on. There's zero doubt about that. Ed, what's up? Heard you talking with Wayne Larravee. Youngsters might not know that when Wayne says, my goodness, during a broadcast, what he means is Jesus H. Christ. What the F are they doing? Love that guy. Ed's here for all your Wayne translation needs. Thanks, Ed. Oh, my God. John, what's up? Hashtag free Kumaro, Aaron. Man, where is Kumaro? I need some touchdown Jesus in my life. Smalls, what's going on? So ready for Bears-Packers on Sunday Night Football for the last seed. Oh, don't put that in the universe, man. 
We're going to have been coming off a New Year's Eve game against the Vikings. I think they still have a day that they could flex that, actually. But I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if I can handle any more primetime drama. I'm kind of tapped out. Aaron, what's up? Sometimes I have to remember I only expected seven wins at the beginning of the season. It's been a wild ride. I know, right? They get your hopes up with those two wins. It's the Lions and the Chiefs, and then they snatch it away. But, yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with having adjusted expectations, right? That's part of the fun of the season. Sean, what's going on? This season is a success in my eyes, and I can't wait to watch them grow. Bears, Vikings are still trash, and we showed we can play with anyone being this young. Go Pack Go. I mean, yeah, there's excitement for the future, but progression and improvement is not a foregone conclusion, nor is it always linear. You know, there's zero doubt that this team is positioned to be, you know, a problem for opponents for hopefully the next few years, but nothing's guaranteed. They got to put in the work. Don't forget how everyone thought, you know, Watson and Dobbs are going to hit the ground running and come out the gate, and they were a bit up and down. Watson couldn't even get on the field at first, but when he did, it was hardly the guy we saw at the end of last season. You know, now he finally did hit his stride before getting hurt again. But, you know, these things, they're not automatic. They're, it's exciting. I'm not trying to damper your enthusiasm or the, you know, the hope for the future. But long way to go there. Um, Sean, what's going on? This season is a success. Oh, I got that one. Sorry. Packed at. What's going on? Thanks for all you do. How did we end up with a triangle instead of the traditional front office structure? Also, how do you think Dobbs is performing in his sophomore year? I think Dobbs gets a bad rap at times, and I know he's had some drops, and I know he's had games where he's kind of disappeared production-wise. But, man, look, you can still get a ton of great possession work out of him, and there's no one I trust more in the end zone on a jump ball slash fade, get your toes in, than Dobbs. And I know he had the one, you know, close one in New York, but man, I love Dobbs and I love his attitude. And also I think he's a willing blocker and a guy who's going to give you something on the edge in the run game. Um, the other guys around him, probably a little bit more explosive, probably a little more upside there, but that doesn't mean Dobbs doesn't have value. That, that's what I just you know, want to underline there. Uh, as far as the triangle instead of the traditional front office structure, I mean, that's Mark Murphy's doing, right? And it's not really, I mean, it's a kind of a triangle in the sense that all three dudes are reporting to Mark on the top here. So, But, yeah, I mean, Mark Murphy wanted to change the structure and had the right to do so and did. Um, I do wonder if that'll change when whoever comes next takes over, but that's a long way away. Abdul, what's up? Hey, Aaron, with some drama bubbling up, any concern for a Chargers versus Raiders-like blowout game where the players give up? I'd be absolutely shocked, Abdul. I just said the other – actually, when that game was going on, I said one of the things we you know, really haven't talked a lot about is the fact that, I mean, this Packers team, these Packers teams under LaFleur have had some rough stretches. There's no doubt about it. Five-game losing streak last year, four-game losing streak this year. Never seen the team quit on him. I've seen games where maybe it got away from them and towards the end they ran out of gas, but I've never watched this team quit on Matt LaFleur. That's a pretty significant part of being a coach and being the head of a program, right? It's kind of unquantifiable, so it's hard to really, you know, 
put it down in print or really even talk about it. But we haven't seen it. That's pretty damn important. And I don't expect, regardless of what happens for the rest of this you know, season, these three games, I'd be shocked if that were the case. Now, eh, will it be any surprise if we go out on Sunday and watch a team that's listless and not dialed in? I can't say I'd be shocked, but um, like I said, it hasn't happened under Matt, and I don't expect it to on Sunday. That's, that's where I'm at with it right now. Um, John, what's up, man? I don't care who the defensive coordinator is. I'm not pro bargain bin Barry, but I want to see the defense go out there and give it their all for one another. I think that's a reasonable expectation, John. I mean, hell, I do wonder, is that something that's being talked about in the locker room? Like, guys, you know, Joe's probably gone at the end of the year. We're not going to save his job. But let's go out there and kick some ass and play for each other. I mean, if there's a there's a part of this team that has been pretty disjointed and discombobulated, it's on defense, right? So hopefully maybe there's some kind of, I don't know, communication, to use Matt's word. Um, within the locker room, within the defense, the guys talking to each other and saying, okay, hey, let's let's get this right these last three weeks just for us. Because, man, it's fucking embarrassing putting up, letting Baker Mayfield be perfect in your house. You know, a guy who completed less than 50% of his passes the week before comes into your place, puts up a perfect pass rating, throws four touchdowns. That's some embarrassing shit. I mean, do you have pride? Do you, got, do you got pride at all? I suspect they do. So, yeah, let's do it for us, man. That would be my that would be my guess. Abdul, what was your impression of Stokes' first game back? <sighs> Baby, um, tough, very tough. A lot of what we saw at the start of last year. You know, a lot of bail technique, a lot of free releases for the wide receivers. Uh, not great route recognition. Not great breaks on the ball, really easy completions, tough, tough first outing. Now, all of this is caveated by the fact that he hasn't played ball in a real long time. I was surprised they inserted him into the starting lineup at all. My suspicion is, look, he's missed as much time as he's missed, right? They're undoubtedly looking to the future, and you could see that with the Rasul trade, right? So you've got to get, A, okay, some kind of look at him, this season, and then B, whatever you're going to be doing going forward, get him reps. He's still under contract for next year. You're still going to still going to be part of your defense, most likely. Get him reps. Get him back into the groove of playing football at least a little bit, something he can grow and work on, work from, work off of, heading into 2024. Because right now, you know, before Sunday, his last game was in Detroit last season, week nine. It's a long-ass time to not play ball. And then to be thrown into the mix. So, yeah, it was a rough outing. I don't think that's telling tales out of school. I think he'd probably agree. But um, hopefully he takes that experience, grows from it, learns from it, and improves here these next couple weeks. Because, I mean, he needs to. <laughs> Mimsy. Matt LaFleur can redeem us. Axe Barry or do transplants? <laughs> Man, they got to start winning some games for him to come on transplants. He never comes on while they're losing. So do we need him to win a couple games. Maybe we'll get him out at the end of the year before the Bears game. We'll see. Abdul, what's up? Leonard runs the same scheme as Petten, right? What about Evero? 
Is he the same scheme as Barry? Uh, no, he's not. He's much more multiple um, from what I remember at his time in Denver. I haven't really looked at him uh, in Carolina yet, though I suspect it's pretty similar. And I'll be obviously looking at that later this week. But Leonard does – I mean, he was an extension of Mike Pettin on the field in the NFL when he was playing for Pettin and Rex Ryan. Um, you know, ultimately, like – is he running the exact same stuff? Well, I can't really say that with any certainty, but that's where the bedrock is, right? The foundation of what he does, even, you know, in Wisconsin and um, when he's going to be a coach, wherever he ends up coordinating next, that will be kind of the principles he works off of. No doubt about that. What else we got here? I don't want to miss any super chats. Roberto. Reed reminds me of A.B., agility, hands, burst. On the field, yeah. I could see it, man. He is a dynamite receiver. He is incredible. Uh, you talk about a guy with unlimited upside. That's what's scary if you're any opponent of the Green Bay Packers in the next couple of years is all of this that he's doing right now is just scratching the surface. Now, like I just talked about with Watson and Dobbs to an extent, nothing's a given, man. Like nothing means – just because you do it this year – None of that means it's going to happen next year. That year one to year two jump, long-time viewers know exactly what I'm about to say. It is down to the player. The player has to make that happen. The coaches can set them on their way in the offseason and say, this is what I want you to work on. But ultimately, especially now, because of the new CBA and the amount of time these guys are allowed to be away from the facility in the offseason, it is down to the player to make that jump and to do the work and to come back ready to fight for everything all over again. But, man, you talk about hitting the ground running in a, in a rookie season. Reed has absolutely done that. No question about it. All right, buddy, I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor and hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.